Hey everyone, I'm Cappy and you're listening to Beyond the Plate. This is a podcast where we sit down with the world's culinary elite to explore their journey into the food industry and the social impact they have made in their community. If you're new to the pod, welcome. If you listened before, we're glad you're back. We hope this episode inspires you to cook or possibly do some good today as these chefs inspire us. And we're grateful to our partners who make this podcast a reality. With that... All right, everyone, here's what's going down this week. We have a bonus episode brought to you by our friends at Martin's Famous Potato Rolls. Personally, come summertime, my house is always stocked with Martin's. They're perfect for burgers, hot dogs, and really all types of sandwiches. So trust the Beyond the Plate team when we say Martin's just makes everything taste better. So for this episode, I created a special burger on a Martin's roll. More specifically, a Big Marty roll. I'm actually in my kitchen and at the grill, cooking this burger in real time. You can think of it as a cook-along. If you have all the ingredients from our website or on the podcast player you're listening on right now, you can join me and I'll take you step-by-step through the recipe in real time. If you don't have all the ingredients, stick around, and the next time you're stocked up, just press play again. But you've got to have Martin's Big Marty rolls on your shopping list. As we get going, don't worry too much about timing. I'm going to keep you on track, since not all stoves or grills are created equal. If you get caught up, just hit pause. No need to read a recipe, just have some fun, follow along. At the end of the episode, we'll have made an incredibly delicious burger together. Speaking of the recipe, you can keep listening, but as I mentioned, if you go to beyondtheplaypodcast.com or to the episode notes on your podcast player, you'll also find the list of ingredients. It's called That Spicy Burger on a Big Marty Roll with Wicked Pickle Chips, Calypso Sauce, and Provolone Picante Cheese. More on all that later. Honestly, just saying the name of this burger is making me really hungry. If you've already bought the ingredients, let's get started. Please enjoy this recipe as we go beyond the plate for this bonus episode with me in my kitchen and at the grill. All right, everyone, I'm here in my kitchen. I'll also be going back and forth to the grill when we cook up a burger, because after all, summertime coming up, and who doesn't love a nice grilled burger? All right, so this burger's called That Spicy Burger on a Big Marty Roll with Wicked Pickle Chips, Calypso Sauce, and Provolone Picante, or Pepper Jack Cheese. I'm gonna get into the details of all the different ingredients when we have some breaks here and there, and we're you know waiting for the burger to cook on the grill. I'm gonna cook this how I do at home usually. I'm at my kitchen counter. I have all my spice rub ingredients. I have all the ingredients for the Calypso sauce, which I'll tell you what that is once we get to it. I also have the burger meat. I have the condiments, the pickles, the cheese, all that good stuff. So I'm gonna do a little roll call of ingredients here just to make sure you have everything in front of you and then we'll get rocking and rolling. For the Cajun spice, I have, now I have all these as whole ingredients. I have measuring spoons and measuring cups, so we could do this in real time. I have paprika, salt, granulated onion, granulated garlic, cayenne pepper, ground white pepper, coarse ground black pepper, dried oregano, and dried thyme. That's what's gonna make up the Cajun spice. Now for the Calypso sauce, you're gonna need mayo, sour cream, white vinegar, dried onion. You're gonna use a couple tablespoons of the Cajun spice from the recipe ingredients we just talked about. And you're also gonna need some ground cumin and some dried dill. And for the burger, we have a pound and a half of ground beef. I prefer 80-20 blend. We have some salt and pepper to season the burger. We have some cooking spray, which I often like to use when I grill. 
We have provolone picante cheese. I also have some pepper jack cheese, full disclosure, personal preference. And then for our rolls, I'm using Martin's Big Marty rolls. I love these rolls. They have sesame seeds on top. They are not potato rolls. Everyone knows and loves Martin's for their potato rolls. I do too. But Big Marty's are actually their white dough recipe. And then we're using another partner of the podcast, Wickles Pickles, an incredible pickle company in Alabama. And we're using their Wicked Pickle Chips. So these Wicked, um, Wickles Wicked Pickle Chips are a little bit sweet, a little bit spicy, and they provide some great contrast to the burger. All right, let's get ready to rock. First, we are going to get going on the Cajun Spice. I have a little mixing bowl and the measuring spoons and measuring cups. I'm gonna do a quarter cup of paprika sweet paprika, Hungarian paprika, whatever you have. Yes, my paprika sticks a little in the jar too, so I'm gonna knock it on the counter. I want smoked paprika. That's gonna be the real only difference here. If you have it, you're just gonna have a real, oops, you're just gonna have a real smoky rub. So regular, plain paprika, sweet paprika. It's gonna give the rub that nice hue. And then we have one tablespoon of salt. I prefer kosher salt, personally. And then we have one tablespoon of granulated onion. If you have onion powder, uh, that is okay. Uh, the difference there, onion powder, is just a little more fine. Kind of the difference between like flour and like cornmeal, if you will. Granulated just has a little bit more texture there. Tablespoon of granulated garlic. I'm measuring this out as we go. And if you're cooking along with me, you can do the same. Got a tablespoon of cayenne pepper. That is a lot. The recipe, you can scale it up a little bit if you like things real spicy. You can scale it down if you don't like things as spicy. This is a Cajun rub. You can use this as a blackening rub, a blackening spice when you're done. So it should have a little bit of heat. I've toned mine down a little, but a tablespoon of cayenne still is gonna pack some nice heat. And then a tablespoon of ground white pepper. You may not have in your kitchen always. White pepper's delicious. It's a little more like musty smelling, if you will. It's not that like rich black pepper aroma. And then a tablespoon of coarse black pepper. You're welcome to use a pepper mill. May take you a while. I like coarse just for the feel between your fingers and using it with a rub. Fine is a little too like powdery to me. I like coarse personally. And then we have a teaspoon of dried oregano. And into the little bowl. And then we have a teaspoon of dried thyme, not ground thyme. This is dried thyme into the little bowl. All right, so now we have all our ingredients in a little mixing bowl. The paprika, salt, granulated onion, granulated garlic, cayenne pepper, white pepper, black pepper, oregano, and thyme. I have a fork and I'm just gonna mix it up a little bit gently just to incorporate it. So you have a nice reddish hue looking rub. And I'm gonna mention this to you because to be honest, I ran out of one of the paprika containers as I was making this and opened another. Get a good quality paprika. The second one I opened was this really bright red and it was beautiful. The other one was a little darker. Maybe it's because it was sitting in my cabinet for a while, but splurge a little on your spices. If they're organic, fine. If they come from a local spice store, fine. Don't be afraid to 
just splurge a little on some good quality ingredients here and there. All right, spice rub is done, set aside. We're only gonna use a couple tablespoons of this in our calypso sauce. I'm gonna give you the story on calypso sauce once we start cooking the burgers, don't worry. So you're gonna have a good amount of the Cajun spice rub left over. It's delicious. Use it to season pork, fish. You can make blackened fish with this if you have a nice piece of tilapia or any you know type of fish that's ideally sustainable or wild, whatever practices you believe in. This rub is fantastic. Now, I should mention, I apologize. I should mention, I lit my grill before we started. So if you have not started your grill, whether it's charcoal or gas, just hit pause now and go light your grill. I like to start it at least 10 minutes, if not more before I start because, and I leave the, the lid down because it kind of, Let's burn off whatever you were cooking before. If you're not an avid grill cleaner, which I happen to be, that heat is gonna uh, make it easier to brush off and clean when you grill the next time. All right, so let's move on to the Calypso sauce. Again, I will tell you the story once we start grilling. It's a pretty good one, but it is from the first restaurant I ever worked at. We're gonna start with a half a cup of mayo. I took out the one cup measure and I meant to take out the half, so I am going to put that back and get the half. I have a little squeeze of uh, mayo here and I'm gonna squeeze a half cup of that, whatever mayo you prefer. Hellman's, Crafts, Kensington's, there's a bunch of other brands. Half cup of mayo into our little mixing bowl. Scooping that out of the measuring cup here. Excellent. And next, we are going to add in two to three tablespoons of sour cream. I love sour cream, personally, so I'm gonna add closer to three. I think it provides a really nice tang. I don't want to make my tablespoon measure wet with sour cream, because I know I'm gonna need it again for the Cajun rub. So I am just gonna take out a regular tablespoon from my drawer and do about eyeball one, to, uh, that looks good, about three tablespoons of sour cream. Actually, you know what? We need a spoon later anyway to smear the sauce on the bun, so I'm just gonna give that spoon a little rinse because we will be using it later. And then we're gonna add in about a teaspoon of white vinegar. Um, I'm just gonna eyeball that, but you are more than welcome to measure. And then I have a small whisk. This is a personal preference. I like to whisk any mayo-based sauce if I'm mixing things with it. Mayo could look a little clumpy once you start mixing. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just being a little like anal about things here, but I just like to get it all smooth and cohesive before I add in different spices. So now the mayo and the sour cream and the vinegar look like one, if you will. Next, we have the teaspoon of dried onion. That's gonna pack a nice little onion punch. I love that smell. These are like the onions on like an everything bagel seasoning that you may buy in a store and you could really make at home. It's so easy. We're gonna use two tablespoons of that Cajun spice. You could start with one if you want. You could go to three. When I was testing this, I actually started with one, but I wound up bumping it up to two. So I'm gonna add two nice 
tablespoons, and it's gonna seem like a lot again, but you're good, of the Cajun spice, and then a quarter teaspoon of cumin. Where's my quarter teaspoon measure right here? Quarter teaspoon of cumin. Love that smell. Some people love it, some people hate it. If you hate it, don't use it. Don't not make the recipe because you don't like cumin, okay? You could always play with the recipe, use it as a guide. I always say that. Now we have a quarter teaspoon of dried dill. To be honest, I never really use dried dill. I would probably use fresh if someone told me there was dill in here, but this was the original recipe. I'm not gonna mess with it, and that is what it is. All right, so we have the mayo, the sour cream, the white vinegar, the dried onion, the Cajun spice, the ground cumin, and the dried dill all together in this little bowl, and just mix it up gently. And eventually, everything's gonna come together. It's gonna make this like really beautiful, vibrant, kind of like orangey color. That red from the paprika mixed with the white from the mayo and the sour cream. It has this like orangey pinkish hue and it's just delicious. I'm gonna give it a little taste with my pinky. Yum. Oh, it's so good. It's so spicy. Definitely a spicy sauce. Okay, set that aside. Sauce is good to go. And now we're gonna move on to the burger. I have a pound and a half of burger meat from the butcher in my butcher paper. I'm gonna open that up and put it in a little mixing bowl. This step isn't fully necessary, but you can do it and I'm gonna do it. So, burger meat in the mixing bowl. Let me snap a picture of that spice blend so we have it. Yum, snap a pic of the Calypso sauce, burger meat in bowl. You don't really need to mix this. Just make it into like a big meatball, if you will, and I'll tell you why. Don't overmix burger meat. Burger meat has fat in it. Again, I like an 80-20 blend. And if your warm hands come in too much contact with the burger meat, the fat's gonna start to melt out, which is gonna take away from the juiciness and the mouthfeel of your end burger. So I have this like ginormous meatball in a medium-sized mixing bowl. And what you do, this is a good old Rachel Ray tip to get equal size burgers. Take the side of your hand and score it down the middle and then score it crosswise, make a little plus sign. And that kind of separates the four patties. If you have a scale and you're a little obsessive about it, you're more than welcome to measure, but this is just a good way so you don't have one burger that's like seven or eight ounces and one burger that's like four ounces and then they cook at separate temperatures. I'm just gonna start to form these in my hand trying to make a least amount of contact as possible. And as I form patties, I'm kind of making a divot in the middle and leaving it a little thinner in the middle and thicker around the edges. This is to prevent what you may call burger bulge. You know when you cook a burger when it's all even size and then for some reason it like plumps up like a hockey puck and the middle's all fat? Well, this kind of prevents that when you make the middle a little thinner. I should tell you that I have a baking sheet, a sheet tray as we call them in kitchens, that I line with foil. That's just a little tip I do whenever I'm grilling, I line a big baking sheet with foil. 
I'm making the rest of the patties as we talk. This is the second one I'm doing right now. I line a baking sheet with foil and it kind of acts as my like working tray and allows me to bring everything out to the grill and in one fell swoop. And then once I load everything, especially if I have like raw meat or raw chicken or something of that nature, once you load it on the grill, you just throw it away and you're done. And then you can put the finished meat, vegetable, chicken on the clean tray because you had it covered. That was the third patty. And now I am going to make a fourth patty. And I kind of just like start to roll it like I'm making a big meatball. Again, minimally touching. I don't want to overwork this. And then I'm kind of working it with both of my hands to make a nice patty. These are each gonna be about uh, six ounces or so raw. And when they finish, they may be closer to five and a half. But again, make that big divot in the middle. So when it does plump up, it's kind of more even shape, if you will. All right, wash our hands because we are working with raw meat. And then we'll come back in a moment. So now I have this tray lined with foil with four burgers. My grill is on. Cajun rub is done. Cajun sauce, the Calypso sauce is done. I have my pickles on standby for dressing the burger. And then when I put the burgers on the tray that I mentioned, I'm also gonna put the cheese on there just so I'm all ready to go. And then I load up my spatula on that tray too. And it's kind of like, I don't know, it's my little like box, my little tray that I, you know, take to the grill. I have all the components there that I need. I'm gonna snap a picture of that. You could head to my social if you wanna see what that looks like. It's not brain surgery. You could also see the little divots uh, on the burger as well. So I just took a, took a pick of that. I could throw my buns on that tray as well because we're gonna do a really cool thing here with the buns that I learned from the, the burger god himself, George Motes. Check out at George Motes on Instagram if you're not familiar with him. All right, one more thing before we head out to the grill. You can bring your salt and pepper and cooking spray out there, but I'm just gonna season it in here, in the kitchen, salt, pepper, cooking spray, flip, salt, pepper, cooking spray, and then we're gonna head out to the grill, okay? So I got salt, nice generous sprinkling of salt on all burgers, little grind of pepper, and then a little cooking spray. Um, don't be afraid of cooking spray. It's kind of our insurance policy. The burger shouldn't stick. There's enough fat in the burger where when it's cooked and ready to be flipped, you'll know it'll peel away from the grill. But I just like to give a little spray, cooking spray again, as an insurance policy. So salt and pepper and cooking spray on one side. I flip it and then I do salt, pepper, cooking spray on the other side. All right, got my burgers, buns, cheese, spatula, and let's head out to the grill. These burgers are going to cook for about, oh, three, four minutes per side or so. It's personal preference. Three to four gives me a nice like medium. I happen to like medium. If you like them more towards rare, 
just decrease that time to like two, three minutes. And if you like it more well, kick it up to four or five minutes or so. And everyone's grills are kind of created differently. I have friends whose grills run super duper hot. So just keep an eye on it. I always kick mine up to high when I start. If you see something getting too brown too fast, turn it down. My grill's pretty hot right now. I'm gonna give it another brush because I'm a freak about that. I like to brush before I start. I like to brush when I'm done. Again, keep that grill nice and hot. We'll let all the schmutz burn off. All right, and now we are going to add our burgers. One, two, Three, four. All right, so we're gonna give these, I cook with my grill open. This is personal preference. By the way, now I'm gonna fold up that foil where the raw burgers are on, and I have a clean tray to use. How about that? Good tip, I'm telling you. All right, I'm gonna run inside as those burgers are cooking. They take about you know, three minutes. I know that because I know my grill. I'm gonna wash my hands quick because I touched raw Patty, always make sure you work clean and sanitize your hands, your work area, if and when you need to. So quick hand wash there. And then we're gonna go back outside while those finish cooking. All right, so my inspiration behind this burger started with Martin's Famous Potato Rolls. I'm a huge fan of their potato roll. You likely know it from Shake Shack and thousands of other places around the world that use Martin's. They also have this big Marty roll and it's a white dough. It's a little bit bigger bun, I think, and it has some sesame seeds on top. It's incredibly delicious. I always say in our brand mentions for Martin's in the podcast, they can make any burger taste better. And I truly believe they can make any burger taste better. I knew we were doing a big Marty roll and I, I'm, I'm fond of this Calypso sauce. As I mentioned, the first restaurant I worked in was called Player's Grill. And I got the story today actually from the owner. It was my first job. This restaurant opened over 30 years ago. And basically when they opened, he used to order a already made jar of sauce called Calypso sauce. It was this sauce that we just made. And just weeks after he opened his restaurant, the company that he ordered from went out of business. So they needed to start to make it themselves. So he tested and retested and retested with one of the cooks that I used to work with named Zorro. And they finally, you know, hit upon what they thought was the exact replica of Calypso sauce. They served it on what was a grilled tuna steak sandwich. And this was so good. And I was 14, 15. And when you work in restaurants, you kind of make concoctions of things. You may love a sauce, a certain roll, a certain, you know, whatever it may be. And so I used to always put this Calypso sauce on a burger when I would have it. Truth be told, I would make garlic bread or a garlic bun and put Calypso sauce in the burger. So I'm going old school, one of my early burger inspirations with the Calypso sauce. And then we also have this incredible partner of the podcast, Wickles Pickles, family-run company. They have two different types of pickles. They have a dirty dill line and this wicked line. And this wicked one is a little sweet, a little spicy. So I wanted those to carry over too. All right. By the way, it's been about three minutes, so I'm just gonna check my burger because I may wanna do a little flip. I'm gonna leave it for about 30 seconds and then we're gonna flip. So 
Wickles is a delicious pickle. And so we have this spicy sauce, this like spicy briny pickle. And I needed, I didn't want too many toppings for this burger, but I needed something to hold up against it. And sometimes I like cheese on my burger, sometimes I don't. And I think provolone picante, sometimes called sharp provolone, often seen in Philly on their roast pork sandwich, is one of the most underrated cheeses for a sandwich or burger out there. I, American cheese, fine, cheddar, Swiss, I love Swiss on a burger, but I think too often cheeses get lost on a burger. And so I wanted something that would kind of carry its weight, which is why I'm going with the provolone picante, giving you the, you know, suggestion also to do a, uh, a pepper jack. Um, I'm actually doing both today. I tested this recipe with one slice. I also tested it with two slices personal preference if you like cheesy or not. All right, we've been about four minutes on my grill. You may have turned yours already, or maybe you like yours a little more well done. So I am going to go ahead, I'm gonna take a picture of these first, and then I'm gonna go ahead and give them a turn. Ideally, if you can handle it, oh, this smells so good. When you flip something on the grill, it's nice to put it on a clean part of the grill because usually that clean part not only is clean, but it also it also will give you better grill marks, possibly prevent a little sticking, and it's hotter most of all. That part that you haven't worked with is hotter. So now what I've done is I flipped them. These are gonna stay on here for about, I don't know, three more minutes on my grill, and I know that's gonna give me a good, nice, medium burger. So knowing that I have three more minutes, I'm actually gonna add the cheese in like a minute, a minute and a half, and so it melts nicely, and after I put the cheese on, I'm gonna put the bun top, the crown on there, and then I'm gonna put the bottom, or the heel, on top of that, and this is kind of in place of you know, toasting it on the grill, which a lot of people do, and that's fine. But George Motes, again, this burger whiz, I saw him doing this, and he's like, why not? You have this beautiful steam, the, the meat steam, if you will, that's like coming up around your bun and permeating it, so why not take advantage of that? And then when he puts the crown, and then he puts the heel, and he says he likes to let it ride, which is like, it kind of just does its thing. So another 30 seconds to a minute here, and I'm going to put the cheese and I'm going to put the bun. And again, simple burger, some pretty strong components with a pickle and a sauce and cheese. But, you know, personally, I think, you know, they all play their role and they do them quite well. Don't get me wrong. I thought about grilled onions and or mushrooms or, you know, bacon or anything like that. But personal preference. All right. We're about a minute and a half in. I am going to put a couple slices of pepper jack on one, and I'm gonna put a couple slices of provolone on the other. And since I'm not eating four burgers, I'm only gonna top two, knowing that I'm not eating the other two tonight. And when I have the, the provolone and pepper jack on those burgers, I'm now putting the bun top, the crown, on top of that, like you're building a regular burger. And then you put the heel or the bottom on top of the bun top to let that steam kind of permeate. 
And I hope that makes sense. If not, check out my social media and you will see exactly what this is. I'm taking pictures as I'm going. That's why I'm like not talking, but this looks so good. Does that make sense? Burger, cheese, bun top, bun bottom goes on top of that just to get a little extra love from, from the meat steam. We have another minute or so, which will give us, you know, put us at the, the three minute mark um, for this burger. This Calypso sauce, I'm telling you, I'm like talking it up and I hope you love it. It's strong. It's like super seasoned. It's oniony, it's garlicky, it's spicy. It's got a ton of flavor. It's so good. I've been, I made it last week as a tester and I've been like dipping vegetables in it. Okay, my watch is going off. So I think my burgers, are, I know my burgers are about medium. I'm not a big thermometer guy with my patties. So I just kind of, you know, have a good inkling of when they're fully cooked. Or I shouldn't say fully cooked, cooked to my liking. And now I'm gonna take those off. Also again, when you're cooking these, if you start to flip them and they're not coming off the grill, they likely aren't ready to be flipped. And if they, you think they look too dark and too brown, turn your grill down a little bit. Okay, I turn my grill off and apologies, but bear with me. I'm gonna give my grill a little brush because it's best to brush it when it's hot. It's easiest to brush it when it's hot. And I'm gonna shut it off. Gas tank, yes, I'm using a gas grill. Personal preference, just a little easier in my mind. All right, now, let us go inside and build and finish our burger. So yummy. This is a good one. And this is like under 30 minutes. I know it's just a burger, but you kind of cook this along with me. And the best part of doing these cook-alongs is that once you hear it once, you can kind of go back and it will probably take you like less than half of the time that it took us. Okay, I'm gonna get a plate. Now, taking one of those bun bottoms, I'm gonna take that spoon that we used, that I used for the sour cream, get like a good healthy tablespoon, like, not a ton, it's fine if it drips over the side. Good healthy tablespoon of that Calypso sauce on the bottom bun. And then I have my Wickles Wicked Pickle Chips. I'm gonna put four strategically placed on the bottom. You know what? I'm putting five because I really want to taste the pickles and they're up against a lot here. I'm gonna take a picture of this because I'm annoying like that. Just so you see how I built this. Uh, snap, snap. Okay, now burger, cheese is already on there. Slightly melted. Oh my God, this looks so juicy and good. 
that's going on top. And we are good to go. Let me get a pick of that. Now, double cheese is gonna take a little longer to melt. So mine is like just starting to melt. It's like not super ooey and gooey, but we're almost there. I'm just taking like 90 photos of this cause I'm so hungry right now. Excellent. I'm not gonna do that old take a bite and say, mm, this is so good because I've taken a bite of this multiple times when I tested it and I know it's so good. So thank you for listening. Thank you for cooking along if you're doing that. This is that spicy burger on a big Marty roll with wicked pickle chips, calypso sauce, and provolone picante or pepper jack cheese. Thank you again, everybody. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Martin's Famous Potato Rolls. Martin's is an all-American family owned and operated company founded in 1955 and headquartered in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. They are the number one potato roll in America, and as I like to say, they can make almost any burger taste better. To learn more about Martin's and check out some great recipes, go to potatorolls.com and follow them on social media at Potato Rolls Martin's. We thank you. Find me and keep up to date with this podcast across all social media at Oncappy's Plate or go to beyondtheplatepodcast.com. Beyond the Plate is also on social at BT Plate Podcast. This episode was produced by myself along with Ian Cohen, Joel Yetten, and Sean Petrosian. Our digital media producer is Sarah McClellan Mead. Our music has been composed by Goldford. Find him at iGoldford. As always, special shout out to my wife, Katie. If you have a moment, we'd love and appreciate it if you could rate or review and subscribe to this podcast on your listening site of choice. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Plate. I'm Cappy, and remember, there are never too many cooks in the kitchen. <laughs>